welcome to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast, where we are committed to fight for love in our marriage, and we want to challenge you to do the same. There are plenty of things coming against marriage, and we want to be a force that is fighting for you and with you. My name is Dawn, and I am the host of this podcast, and I'm sitting here with my husband, co-host, and marriage encourager, Travis. Hey, so good to be with you guys, Don. That was so well said. Yeah, there's so much fighting against our marriages in our world today, but we are here to fight on behalf of marriages. We do, yeah, we want to. we want to team up with you guys as you focus on your life, focus on Jesus, and focus on the one that God has given you to love for the rest of your life. Each week while we do this podcast, we actually are looking for things and ways that we can encourage marriages and encourage people to fight for their marriage. Well, this last week, I noticed on Facebook, a couple was celebrating their 27th wedding anniversary. Honestly, that's something to oh celebrate. Oh my gosh, and they're a great couple. Years. Yeah. They're so awesome. We love them so much. Well, I kind of know this couple pretty well, so I immediately began to think about them and wish them happy anniversary, but I also added this message, just you know, their anniversary wishes, I added this to them, and it said this, thank you for not only loving each other, but for liking each other. And you guys are probably wondering what why why did I write this to them? You guys honestly because we know plenty of couples who are together but really they don't like each other. Yeah. They they're there, yeah. they it's made sad. a commitment but they don't like each other. And how, what are ways that we know this? Well, respect is gone. They don't talk very nice about each other. Bitterness has crept in and there's this anger and frustration. There's no physical affection or verbal affection. And they rarely spend time together to grow the relationship in any way. Yes, they're committed to their vows that they made, but honestly, they don't like each other. They're not, they're not committed to each other. Yeah, and you can tell. I mean, it's it's like a billboard that's flashing, screaming when you're around them. They, it, there's just nothing about them wanting to sit next to each other, grab each other's hands, you know, be playful and, and flatter each other. It's just like, it's all gone. Right, and yeah. it's so, so sad. I know it breaks our hearts. Well, I know we're not perfect. Absolutely not. We have conflict, arguments, disagreements over goofy little things. But Travis, you don't... I genuinely, I really like you. You're the person that I want to spend most of my time with more than anyone else on earth. I know we laugh together. We create new memories and go on adventures together. We truly know we have each other's backs. And I genuinely, I love you with everything, but I really, really like you. Yeah, I love the sound of that. And thank you, Don. And of course, I feel the same way about you. And it's not because we're recording this right now, but literally that's how we feel about each other. And it's interesting because the other day we were walking into a restaurant and I grabbed your hand and we were just walking along, holding hands and it felt so good. And then I looked at you and I said, but wait a second, how come... How come no one holds hands anymore in public? Like, it's rare that I see a couple holding hands. And if I do, or you do, it's generally because they just started dating and they're like 16 or something. But it's almost as if everything is legal in our world today, but this just holding hands or kissing your spouse on the cheek or, or, you know, sitting close to them, putting your arm around them. It's like that's gone or it's against the law. It's so strange. It's so rare that we actually know notice when people do hold hands 
Um, Travis, you are naturally just an affectionate person. We hold hands quite a bit in public, not in public, in the car, at home. And I just appreciate that that little bit of affection that we have through hand-holding. But when we see it out in public, it's not super common. So we definitely notice It's just right not. Yeah. Yeah. It screams out at you. Well, you may have noticed when you hit play, whether you're listening to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that the title of this episode is Don't Just Fall in Love, Be in Love. And we wanted to take that concept and go deeper with it in this episode today. So why is it important to not only fall in love, but to be in love? Well, one of the best books about a husband and wife and love and romance and affection in the Bible, this particular book is called The Song of Solomon, and it's powerful. You read it and it like stirs up feelings of romance, of chemistry, but also like you want to be affectionate, but here's what it says in Song of Solomon 3, 4. It says, I have found the one whom my soul loves. Wow. That sounds like a deep love. Deep love. I love you and I like you kind of love. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's it's like this is the way the whole book of the Song of Solomon is about. And it's uh, something that really points us to the way that love should be. So let's just kind of narrow in on this a little bit. I mean, we have some beliefs, Don, you and I, about love. And here's what we're really trying to communicate. So there are some things that really just help with this idea of don't just fall in love, be in love. And they're beliefs that, Don, you and I, we hold to these. These are our beliefs. And one of them would be, look, we're not going to just wait for magic and chemistry to happen. We're going to create magic and chemistry. We believe that all couples can do that. So here's what that looks like for us. I mean, even if we don't feel like going on a date or spending quality time together, maybe we've been too busy or we're exhausted or we're just not feeling that spark of that chemistry. Guess what? We almost always do it anyway. We know it's important. It's a part of our schedule. It's a part of our discipline. It's what we want to do in our marriage. Yeah, it's a habit. It's a muscle. We practice it because we know that when we do, love naturally grows. We also believe that we got together not just because of magic and chemistry, but we believe that we fell in love because we chose the words to say, I do. And embedded within the words, you know, I do, it's just this idea that I am choosing you, Don, and you are choosing me. I think it's important to remember that love is not just an emotion. It's a choice. It's something that's an action. We choose it. Yeah. And that choice does something. Just like on the, the, our wedding day, after we said, I do, we made that choice and we uh, said our, our will out loud, that choice. And we moved forward. We moved in together. We started making memories together. And wow, that generated even more love. So this is the key. Falling in love is waiting for something to happen, which is passive. But being in love is choosing to do something now, right now, in this moment, to express what is already there. It's proactive. We don't want to be passive with our love for each other or our marriage. We want to be proactive. Like he said a moment ago, I mean, you're somebody who my soul loves, somebody deep down inside. There's never going to be another one like you. So for us, the foundation of falling in love It isn't just chemistry, but the foundation of love is like what we just mentioned. It's will. It's a choice. It's I choose you. And if you go all the way back to the very first marriage, to the beginning of everything that we know, this earth, 
earth and uh, humankind, you see Adam and God gives him a wife. He gives him this woman that he names Eve. And you notice that he doesn't wait to fall in love with Eve in the garden. He doesn't like go on dates with her and, you know, just spend years talking to her and developing a relationship. No, the Bible says that Adam knew his wife Eve. That means he, he got together with her sexually, intimately, and then he took her as his wife. He made a choice. He was like, whoa, this is the woman that I choose. He chose to love her right away, both emotionally and physically. And that's what we're talking yeah, about yeah. in this episode, making that choice. You know, falling in love is fun. It's exciting. Man, when we first started dating, man, we just had that energy. We just wanted to be with each other. But honestly, relying on just falling in love is flawed. And that's a bad goal. Why? Because it's based on the idea, the criteria of chemistry. So if you think falling in love has great value, you might just suddenly fall in love with someone who is not your spouse and believe that it is a real love just because you might feel some type of chemistry, this level of chemistry that may come with other people. Oh my gosh. You guys see that all the time. We see that all the time. Somebody suddenly has chemistry with a coworker and maybe it's because they're all dressed up, ready to go, looking professional, beautiful, or handsome. And then they suddenly start to have feelings or chemistry with that person and they're only seeing half the reality. They're only seeing that person at work. And the problem is too, is that then they're suddenly following this chemistry, which they think is their heart, but it's not real love, real love chooses. Yep, absolutely. And it comes with chemistry. I think that is the icing on the cake is it generates or creates that. You know what? I agree with you. Fake love or falling in love is being there for someone for yourself and the benefit their love gives you. But real love is there for someone else's benefit that your love gives them. Mm. And that's the difference between real love and fake love. Man, I love that. You know, you, so cool. you start out young and in love with very little life experience and pressure. But honestly, as you get older, you have much more baggage and pressure. Life itself is a love distractor, the responsibilities of life. We don't always just live in that emotion or that high that you have when you first start dating. Life responsibilities of life definitely get in the way. And again, there is the sign of true love. It's I care about you and I want the best for you. I want to make your world better. It's not hedonism. It isn't egocentrism or self-focused. It's you know not what you can do for me, but man, I just love you. I want to knock myself out for you. So let's take this a step further. Let me give you an example. If I wait to feel chemistry with my spouse, I might never try anything to grow my love and possibly lose all my motivation. That's true. Just sitting around going, oh, if I really love them, then I'll just start to feel love. Because you don't always feel that. You don't always feel that chemistry. Yeah. And it can wane. But that doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean it's not going to come back. And it doesn't mean that your soul doesn't love that person. It just means that you have to choose. Let me give you another example. It's a lot like sex. Sometimes we suddenly feel massive desire for sex with our spouse. But when we don't feel that, we think, well, there's got to be something wrong with me or something's wrong with our relationship. So let me ask you a question. When was the last time you put raw chicken on the counter and then you put an empty frying pan on the stove and you watch the chicken cook 
all by itself on the counter. Oh, yeah, that'd be great if it did that, but that's just not how it works. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. You have to actually put the chicken in the frying pan near the heat to start to cook it. In the same way, when it comes to sexual desire, you might not have strong sexual desire that is just suddenly there for your spouse, but what if once a day you chose to lay in bed together with your spouse completely naked for 30 minutes, skin to skin? It's again like taking the chicken, putting it in the frying pan on the yep. oven where the heat's at. I mean, what do you think would happen if you laid skin to skin in bed together? I mean, that's a powerful thing. Right. And again, you're not waiting for chemistry. You're choosing to remove your clothes. You're choosing to get in bed together. You're choosing to be close to your spouse, not some coworker, not some neighbor, but, but your spouse, the one that you love from deep within your soul. Audrey Hepburn said this quote, and it makes so much sense. She says, if I get married... I want to be very married. Doesn't that just make so much sense? Yeah, like, go honestly, all in. not only love your spouse, but really, really like them. There's also this other quote that I feel like many people know, but I think it's so appropriate for this podcast. The quote is this A successful marriage requires falling in love many times always with the same person. And that should be your goal. Keep falling in love over and over and over again. But make sure it's with the same person. Make sure it's with your spouse. Take that time, that energy to pour into your marriage. Yeah. So let's take a left on kind of a curve and let's answer the question. So how do you fall in love? How do you be in love? How do you choose love? Being in love. How do you do that? Well, you know what? I think there's so many ways that we can do it. But the first one is this. Tell your spouse several times a day that you love them. And not only tell them that you love them, but tell them why you love them. You're actually reminding yourself out loud that there is chemistry present right now. Travis, you are very good at this. You're a verbal processor. You 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 verbally speak a lot. And so you, there's oftentimes I'll get a text or you'll just come up to me and you're like, I love you, but you always tell me why. And so that just means so much. I'm, I'm working on that. I think I'm getting better, but man, that's just a way to continue to grow that your marriage love. Yeah. And I, but I think a part of that and thank you, but I think a part of that is just, I get to hear it. I get to see it when I send it to you. There's something powerful about that. Yep. I think it's also important to have 30 minutes of uninterrupted conversation once a day that's deeper than the weather. So ask those, you know, deeper questions. Just ask them, how are you doing? How are you really doing? Or what's God been talking to you about in the Bible? Or just other things. How's work going? How are your relationships? Taking that time where it's uninterrupted, you're looking your spouse in the eye and spending time in conversation. Here's a couple more tips. Remember that love follows action. When someone does something nice for you, They have to decide if they like you or love you enough to actually do it. That's exactly what you have to decide for your spouse when you do something nice, romantic, generous, or thoughtful for them. Follow that thought by an action. Otherwise, it really is kind of useless. And honestly, this is huge, you guys. I think it's super important. Have a goal to be intimate 
15 times a month. What about every other day? It's saying, you know what, we're going to be close just as much as we are apart. And honestly, that does include sexual intimacy, but also just that intimate time where you're just right next to each other, kissing, hugging. It doesn't always have to include sex, but make sure it's a part of your marriage, a part of your of your month. Again, don't just fall in love, be in love. And so when we think of the perfect picture of love, we think of Jesus. And what did he do? He went to the cross, not because he had chemistry with us. In fact, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't go to the cross because we treated him well. We were his enemies, but instead he chose love. He went to the cross because of that love for us, and he chose it as well in the garden when his life was the hardest. I mean, if you think about even just in the garden, he's wrestling uh, with this decision. Do I choose love? Do I go to the cross? Do I die? And the Bible says that he's, you know, sweating drops of blood. And part of that is because his friends fell asleep when he needed them most. And he was literally in the deepest physical, emotional, and mental pain of his life. But 1 Corinthians 16, 14 says, let all that you do be done in love. I like that. I think the key is that all, let all that you do be done in love. Just think about that. If we took that verse and we actually had it be a part of our marriage, that all that you do be done in love. There'd be so many times that the disagreements wouldn't come up, the conflict wouldn't come up, the sarcastic words or the hurtful feelings, they wouldn't come up because everything that you would be doing would be done in love. I just can't even imagine what a marriage would be like if it looked like that. What we're trying to say today and trying to encourage you with is this. Guys, don't just love each other really like each other. Take the time to really grow that relationship and like each other. Don't just fall in love, be in love. And I believe that you can have a marriage that looks like that, but it has to be intentional. You absolutely can. And you will love it and you will have so much fun together and you'll make so many new memories together, but you have to work at it and you have to choose it. Well, we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.